This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. It's time to drop the puck. Time for the Nightcap. Your home for news and insider info on your Vegas Golden Knights and the NHL. Let's hear from the goalie. Here's Lindsey Brown. Welcome, welcome, welcome to another installment of the Nightcap. We appreciate you choosing to join us to talk some Golden Knights hockey tonight via the CBS Sports Radio 1140 Signal or streaming on the radio.com app. My name is Lindsay Brown, your host, always and forever. And uh, tonight I'm not joined by one, but two gentlemen that some of you may be familiar with. At least those of you that have listened to the Nightcap before and if you haven't guess what you totally can because you can find all of the nightcaps and as well as anything that I have done any audio that we've done any show any content related to the Golden Knights NHL and whatever can be found on CBS Sports Radio 1140.com yeah and we have a podcast you can find that on Apple you can find that on that same website you can find that on radio.com too we are just all over the place so let me introduce my two guests this evening Ryan Quigley hello hello Hey, it's me. Okay, calm What's down. Up? Hey, you know what? I'm excited. I'm excited to be here. I'm honored. I'm in the presence of two just, I mean, legends. So, well, I mean, how well, can thank I not? You. How can I? That's the first nice thing I've ever said about you in my life. I think it is. And we've hung out. <laughs> we, we, we've been friends for at least a good chunk of time. At least we can tell my mom that. And mom, I do have friends. My mom's watching yeah. too. Uh, and we are also joined by fellow homelander, meaning from Minnesota, Ben Goats. What is up? Great to be back. Not as much energy as Ryan, but it's I'm, okay. I'm more chill. I'm, I'm a lunatic, though. Calm so down. Like, Calm down. It's... We're introing Ben. Let yeah, Ben talk. Yeah, go ahead, Ben. It's my turn. <laughs> <laughs> ben, where can we find all of your stuff? Yeah, I'm at uh, ReviewJournal.com, work for the Las Vegas Review Journal, Review Journal or you can find me on Twitter at, at Ben S. Goats, G-O-T-Z. That's it? That's it. All right, Ryan, what about you? Where can we find your stuff? You can find my stuff at nightsonice.com or hockeywilderness.com uh, both sites on the SB Nation network of team sites and you can find me on Twitter at RP underscore quigs because that's I mean folks you, you gotta you gotta hit the follow button I mean, yeah, that's the rule. You, you have know? to do that. Alright. As Shang from Mulan always says let's get down to business shall we? Does Beautiful. say that. So it's about a little bit of a testy week. Uh, you know the nice long road trip started last week with a 2-1 to one win over the Columbus Blue Jackets and they followed that with three straight losses. They did. They did. Uh, they lost to Toronto 2-1 to one in overtime. Uh, they lost to Washington pretty much 30 seconds into the game. That's when they scored their first goal. Uh, they end up losing 5-2 to two in that contest and then of course they drop a game to the Detroit Red Wings last night in Detroit 3-2. to two. Blown lead in the third period yet again. So much to kind of deconstruct here, guys. So I'm just going to yield. I'm going to yield the floor. Ben, what, what is happening with the Golden Knights right now? It's just insane how the same issues that we've talked about, I mean, we talked about this last week, they just keep creeping up into their games. This team seems to get complacent when they have a lead, and they just make too many mistakes to play the kind of game 
they want to play. I mean, we talked about when I joined you on the show last week, like they gritted out a road win in Columbus. It wasn't pretty. It was two to one. But hey, when you're on the road, those are the type of results you need to grind out. Then they kind of do that in Toronto. Their next game, they lose two to one in overtime. You they get got a the point. point. Mm-hmm. You get the point. That's fine. Still a lot that you would like to clean up from that game because you take way too many penalties in Toronto against a very talented team. Then you go ahead and take way too many penalties in Washington against another high-powered team. So you're kind of repeating your same mistakes. And then Detroit, who has the worst goal differential in the league. They are minus 30. They've been outscored by 30 goals this season. And you're up 2-1. to You look like you're grinding it out. They tie it. And then uh, Braden McNabb, rough day for him yesterday. Probably a rough day for him today. Makes a very ill-advised pinch in the neutral zone. Red Wings go the other way, score, game over with 30 Good. seconds to go. That's a rough way to end a road trip. Super rough. <laughs> I, just, I just swallowed some water and it went directly down the wrong pipe, and I'm kind of dying a little bit. That was That's Ryan's right. It's right. We're Turn off affected. your mic while you're choking, at yeah. least, yeah. Well, before you get your breath back. Sorry. Yeah, sorry. sorry okay, we're, can- we're Canadian now. Yeah. Ryan, what are what are you kind of seeing with from the Golden Knights? We don't have to go through all of the games, but just like a general theme of of what exactly is going wrong besides just really bad decision-making from the defensive core. I feel like they're just playing to the level of their competition. Like, they played like pre- they played pretty solid against the uh, Maple Leafs there. I didn't think it was, you know, their best game at all, but I thought that they were all right. They could have won. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, they went to overtime. So, like, yeah. you know. Um, and then and then they play the Capitals. And, I'm just, you know, guys, I, I'm just going to say this. Like, and I, I said this earlier on in the season when they faced Colorado. I said this is going to be a big test for the Golden Knights. Litmus test, if you said. A litmus test. Litmus. If they're so good, if they're as good as people say they are, they're going to beat the best team in the NHL because there are a lot of people saying that they were the best team in the NHL going into the season. Mm-hmm. And then they do that and they get destroyed. Right off the bat. Destroyed. Right off the bat. And then this weekend, they had another opportunity to kind of you know prove themselves like, hey, we actually are good. You know, don't don't underestimate us or anything like that. And then the Caps just kill them. Like, they get destroyed. Yeah, and then and they, it, go, they go into Detroit and lay an egg the next that day. Was, that, to me, I, I don't even care about the Capitals game. Because, mm-hmm. like, the Caps, like, yeah, it stinks they lost. And that yeah. was a big test for them. But, like, to lose to Detroit. Detroit, folks, I don't know if you understand. Detroit is so bad. I am better one man than the, than the Detroit Red Wings. Okay. It, All right, slow your roll over there. It's a fact. My goodness, and and I agree with you. I agree with you, Ryan, because for me, going into Washington's building, best team in the NHL, they're scoring at a crazy rate right now, and honestly, their goaltending has been crazy, subpar. And so Not for great. them, for them to be winning at the rate that they're winning. I don't expect a lot yeah. from them to go. I don't expect a win out of the bill, but I expect a more competitive game. I expect you not to get scored on within yeah. the first minute of the game. I expect more consistent play because this is, we've talked about this for weeks on the nightcap and we've talked about this since this entire season has started. It's just that everybody thinks they're, they're a paper tiger right now. That's what they are. Yeah. They look the part, but they're not playing the part. And, they have the personnel. They the have the personnel. Like, they have the personnel. But for some reason, their personnel are playing in and making decisions that just are such head scratchers. That that pinch that Braden McNabb attempted last night in Detroit. What in op- was that? In open ice in the neutral zone. When you're the strong side defender and you and your other guys way on the other side, there is no excuse 
to make that decision. And you know what? There's no excuse for Brad Mar or Brad Marchand <laughs> for Jonathan Marcheseau to be standing with straight French fry legs, coasting yeah. through the neutral zone, just being like, "Braden will get it. I don't need to bust back into the zone mm. and support him." It's all these little things that are adding up, and Gallant is getting getting pissed. I don't blame him. Well, the, the thing with him after the Capitals game is the team reporter Gary Lawless, who's a very nice gentleman, love Gary. Yeah, asked him about the turnovers and like, how do you prevent turnovers? And Gallant was like. I don't know, Gary. Ask them. Literally what because he said. Because I'm sure that Gerard Glant in that moment wanted nothing more than say, I don't want to answer this question, Gary. What I do want to do is drag Jonathan Marceau out by the ear from the locker room and ask him why he fired a no-look backhand pass behind him in the defensive zone what? that led to the Capitals' second goal. I mean, this is stuff like the McNabb pinch where I'm sure Glant is pulling the limited amount of hair he still has out. <laughs> Because if you're a coach, like you can show them video, but like these are veteran players, they should know right. better. Yes. Mm -hmm. Like if you're a coach, there's you can lead the horse to water, but like you can't make it drink in these cases. Like, what do you say to Braid McNabb, a guy who's been you know a top pair defenseman on a Stanley Cup final team, mm. like, and he makes that pinch? Like, what do you do? It's awful. That was just it, the whole thing. And there weren't people blaming Subban for the Detroit game, were there? Well, I, didn't I think you can exist? blame him well, a little you know bit. What, though, Those are not I, great goals. Yeah, I, I was just going to say, I will, I say will blame him a little bit on oh, yesterday's Only a little loss. bit, but if there are people putting full blame on him, no. oh my God. Like, well, they, he stepped why up are you the reading? Period. Why are you talking to those people anyways? Because they don't know what they're talking about. Well, then. exactly. If correct. you're putting full blame on Malcolm Subban for that, game, for that loss last night, you're wrong. Mm. But I can tell you what. Those goals he gave up are not goals that an no, NHL no. level goaltender, even for a backup, mm. should be giving up. Yeah. And he's not doing himself any favors by doing that because if you, if you it, Malcolm is expected to take a much larger role in this team, expected to take a lot more games away from Mark Andre Fleury, so Mark Andre Fleury can be Mark Andre Fleury mm -hmm. as much as he can be, which is less than what he could do when he was 22. But if you're going to turn in a performance like that against a team like Detroit, who is literally in the last place of their Atlantic division, they are now 6-12-1, including the win over the Golden Knights yesterday. You cannot have that. We said last week, you and I, Ben, because you were at your, at your brother's wedding, Ryan, they <laughs> needed to get sure wins was. of the bookends of the, of the games of this road trip, meaning they needed to beat Columbus and they needed to beat Detroit because there should be no question that they should be able to beat those two teams. In Toronto and in Washington, sure, put it up there. Heck, I'll take the point in Toronto. I'll yeah. take it. But to put on a to get kicked in Washington and then to have such a dismal response less than twenty four hours later, yeah, and to give up a third period league again, I just i i i don't know what to i don't know what to say because it's just everything's compartmentalizing on top of each other. And I get it. It was the second half of a back to back. Mm -hmm. Cool. Everyone like, does them. Yeah, everyone does them. Mm -hmm. And you know what? Teams win the second half of a back-to-back -back quite often. It's not like it's, you know, this rare thing that hardly ever happens. It happens quite a lot. And when the second game of a back-to-back -back is against the worst team in hockey, mm -hmm. you probably should win. Yeah. That's probably the one, if if you, let's pretend you're just, you're having a hard time winning the second yep. half. Like, that's the time that you do it. Yep. And if they you, couldn't. If you're a great team, you don't make excuses like no. it was a, no, a no, second no. and a half of a back-to-back. -back. Mm -hmm. Sorry, Ben, I cut you off right there. No, you're fine. I mean, Gerard Gallant likes to say they play better in the second game of back-to-backs. He says that all the time when they mm -hmm. do play back-to-backs. I mean, I think what's distressing if you're with the Knights or a fan of the Knights is that they've had so many moments where they've had opportunities for that to be, quote-unquote, rock bottom. Mm -hmm. Like, blowing yeah. the two-goal third-period lead to Montreal. 
that is a moment where you can look yourself in the mirror, as Jargalant likes to say, and say, we need to be better. Mm-hmm. And then you blow a two-goal third-period lead to Winnipeg the very next game. And maybe blowing two of those in a row is an opportunity for you to turn it around. And then you play a good road period, road game in Columbus. You play a good road game in Toronto. You lay an egg in Washington. I mean, what I read out of that locker room from my colleague David Shane, who's on the trip in the Review Journal, was, yeah, we know we need to be better now. We got punked by a really good team. That's mm-hmm. on us. We have to be better. And then you put on that performance in Detroit, mm-hmm. which tells me that I don't know if it actually sunk in how you actually need to be better. And we'll see what they say tomorrow in the locker room. But yeah. it's getting to the point where you need to prove it on the ice rather than just saying you need to do better. Yep. To use the cliche yet again on the nightcap, sometimes you got to stop talking the talk and start walking the walk. All right. Let's take our first intermission of the show. Uh, Ryan and Ben and I will be back right after this quick break. We are going to break down... What do we do with this? What options do Gallant have? We don't know, but you might after this after this break. My name is Lindsay Brown. This is the Nightcap on CBS Sports Radio 1140 and streaming on the Radio.com app. Sending you off to the naughty chair. It's the Nightcap on CBS Sports Radio 1140. There's no reason for us to, you know, make mistakes. And it was even before the last goal. I mean, they had three chances before that that were, you know, we uh, we caused a chance to ourselves. So play 55 great minutes and, you know, shut them down. And that's what we do. Welcome, welcome back to the Nightcap. That was Coach Gerard Gallant following last night's Golden Knights loss to the Detroit Red Wings, where they literally just gave the game away in the final five minutes, which has been a, a trend, uh, but a trend that has not been recognized by some people. But like I said, this is a nightcap. My name is Lindsey Brown. I am your host always and forever. And I just want to remind everyone, in case you missed our earlier portion of our show or any portion of this show or any of our shows, you can find that on CBS Sports Radio 1140.com on the radio.com app or an Apple podcast as well. We can find, we have all of the stuff, all of the sports, all of hockey all of the time. Uh, tonight, I am joined by Ryan Quigley and Ben Goats. Hello, friends. Hello. 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 So, the Golden Knights, last 10 games or so, they have two outright wins in their last 10 games, three OT losses, and a whole hell of a lot of third period blown lead. So we can talk all we want about what's going wrong. What are we seeing? Bad pinches, terrible decisions. I don't know. Weird goals. Things are happening. But let's take one more step forward. Let's think about what, how do you change this? What does Coach Gallant need to do? What do the players need to do? Because right now, whatever trend that they're on or not that they're not acknowledging that they're on is leading them into a place where they haven't been before as a franchise, and that's out of the playoffs. Mm. I think the biggest thing is just they need to wake up. Like, we can talk about personnel stuff. You know, mm-hmm. eventually they're going to get Alex Tuck back healthy. And right, he and cer- that's big. I would say he certainly big. changed the third line with this speed, so that helps personnel-wise. Mm-hmm. But the biggest thing is, like, you have one of the oldest teams in the NHL. I think they're the first or second oldest team in the NHL. This is a veteran group. Uh-huh. These are not guys who should need to be yelled and screamed at to change their habits. They should know that what they're doing is not working, and there are very obvious reasons why it's not working, and it's incumbent on them to change, and they obviously know how to do it. This group is largely intact mm. from last year, for sure, through the stretch run throughout the playoffs. I mean, their top six is basically 
exactly the same. They're going to have a lot of similar players up and down the entire lineup. They know what they need to do to be successful, and they so far they've chosen not to do that. They've chosen to cheat the game at times in terms of leaking out a little bit too early on breakouts, not playing bounces well, trying to make plays that are not there. That's, I mean, just been huge for this mm-hmm. team so far through the early almost quarter of a season. So that's just the biggest thing is having this message sink into the locker room. We've called the paper Tigers last segment, and that's really true. But I think that Tigers should still be in there without a lot of personnel adjusting. It's on them to want to be the real Tiger. So, Ryan, tell me. Ben says, the message hasn't sunk in yet. How does one make sure the message sinks in, in your opinion? Well, we were talking about this a little during the break. You always hear about players having those players-only closed-door meetings. Mm -hmm. And you know what? Maybe that's what they need right now. Maybe they need to get in a room together and just spill the beans. It like have a have an early festivus airing of grievances. Early festivus. And just and just <laughs> everyone just dunking on each other and just letting everyone know, hey, listen, you're th- this needs this has to stop. Right. We are in an awful situation. They've lost seven of their last ten. Yeah. Hearing that number blows my mind. It's yeah. crazy. And I know you're gonna say, oh well, they lost three of them in overtime. Oh. I don't care. I right. don't care. Those two of them were at losses. home when you yes. had two goal leads in the third period. Yes. Yeah. And it's just, it's it's unacceptable. This team is too good to be doing this. It really is. Absolutely. And that's where it lies. It lies with the players because we're not going to speculate about a coaching change. We're not going to even speculate about any sort of job being in jeopardy because at the end of the day, Coach Gallant is not the one that straps up the skates and goes out there and right. does this. Right. And. Like you said, Ben, this is a veteran team. This is a team where they should be holding themselves accountable, and they haven't been doing so. So that closed-door meeting is one option. Another option, and I'll use a story to illustrate this option a little bit more other than just saying bag skate, which we'll we'll go (laughs) into. Again. 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 So for those of you not familiar with the term bag skate... If you've seen the miracle or the miracle, the movie Miracle, as uh, Ryan was just quoting, that's when Herb Brooks decides to put everybody on the line and just make them go back and forth yeah. all the lines, and everyone throwing up. You pretty much die. And I'm having traumatic flashbacks to my own hockey career. Yes, oh, man. well, I, we're gonna re- revisit one of my tra- traumatic flashbacks literally right this second. So when I was playing in college on the East Coast for Saint Anselm College out in Manchester, New Hampshire, in my freshman year, so I wasn't. My freshman year, I didn't play a lot because I was hurt. A, B, I wasn't good enough yet, and C. Uh, the goalie that was ahead of me, Amy Zappin, who is literally my hero, she was goalie of the year, really great, just solid goaltender, great mentor, everything else. But we played a team not too dissimilar in terms uh, uh, to the Detroit Red Wings, meaning they were kind of a bottom feeder team. And we ended up losing to them. And our coach bag skated us. But it wasn't really the reason that we lost. It was because before the game, we are joking around, we even... In game, I remember girls were kind of making fun of that the fact that there was an announcement over the intercom being like, Hey, chocolate milk is spon the players chocolate milk after the game is sponsored by so and so. We're like, Oh, they have they have to get sponsored chocolate milk, just like very much like spoiled brat type of stuff. And my coach walked into that locker room and she goes, You guys better be ready to go for Monday. Now, mind you, this was our final game before finals, uh, the winter finals. So when hockey basically stops for a week because you have finals week, and as college student athletes, sometimes you have to student. That, mean, that meant we had four days of practice with you know a game on the other side of Christmas break. So we had four days of bag skates. I puked on three of them. Nice. And I got the message, and we got the message, and it, there's, there's nothing worse than being a goalie 
getting bag skated when it's not – I didn't even play. And I know it's all the team mentality. But when you're skating in goalie gear and you're doing Herbies, when you're doing killers, when you're getting bag skated mm. – your legs start to hurt, and then they start to straighten out. So you're kind of like Barbie doll walking down the ice at some point, and the stops and starts are really what kills you. But that's another tool that can be used. And honestly, if I'm Gallant, I bag skate him tomorrow at practice. Does that happen often in the NHL? It like, doesn't. No, and, he's talked about it. He doesn't like doing it because go you know, he doesn't want to you know? tire them out. Obviously, they'll have a game on Wednesday against mm-hmm. Chicago Blackhawks. He doesn't like to kill their legs for – the purpose of making a message because I think like we just talked about like he knows they're a veteran team that they should get it right but clearly not bagging skating them has not worked I don't know you got to try something different at this point right but sometimes you know you go out for warm-ups you always warm up for a game ahead of time right you gotta get the get the juices flowing get everything full like if I as a goalie I didn't want to ever enter a game without seeing any shots beforehand sometimes you need to be physically reminded hey you're playing goalie. Let some pucks hit you. Let the feeling, let it sink in. Get yourself into the right mindset. Maybe that's that's what those physical things can do. That's what those bag skates can do. But that you're definitely right, Ben, because most NHL coaches don't do because it doesn't make much sense considering how grueling the schedule is. But it doesn't mean that you can't do a five-minute, all right, boys. It's not going to be a 20-minute. It's not going to be yeah. like me with with Coach Matthews sending us up and down for four straight practices. It's not going to be like Miracle. It's good. Right. It's, yeah. No, but there, I think there definitely needs to be something more than we got we to gotta do it. The, it's on the players. It has to be accountable. What do you think, Ryan? I mean, it's not the worst approach. I mean, the worst thing to me that they could do right now is just keep on doing the same thing that they've been doing, which obviously isn't working. You're right. Make them do like a five-minute or however many-minute right. bag skate and right. like just say like, all right, Punks, let's, you know, let's get ready to go. We're going right. to be ready on Wednesday. We got the Blackhawks coming to town. They are not Nationally good. televised game. Nationally televised game. Mm-hmm. Not good. The Blackhawks are bad. And they only beat them two to one last time I they know. saw them a couple weeks ago. And what, was that an overtime in the shootout? It was a shootout. Yeah. Shootout, yeah. Because yeah. it was Shea Theodore who uh, got the winner, didn't That's they? right. That's, That's right. right. So, it, and just a shameless plug, Shea Theodore on the, on the, on the shootout. He's so good. Well, I, I love him. That's great for Shea. He it needs is. to be better than just being really good at the shootout because what, he's not 13, that great at other things. 13 games or is it 14 games now without a point? Oh, he got wow. an assist last night, so it's 13 oh, games. Oh, did he get one? They gave him an assist on the oh, two-on-one with right. Russia. That's oh, right. He also, he also leads the team in giveaways as well, and that's never great to, to mm. be as a defenseman. And I don't know. I just You would think walking into Wednesday night's game against the Blackhawks with the state that that team is in, with the state that this team is in, you would expect a very large response, a very decisive game in which they knock out any sort of doubt of what type of team yeah. they are. But what if they don't? I know, and that's the thing, and that's what I was saying needed to happen on, on yesterday right. against the Red Wings. I was like, they must kill them. If right. they don't win by six goals, I'm concerned. That was my whole thing. And guess what? They didn't do it. And so now I'm sitting here like, oh, boy. Like, And for those of you who follow me on Twitter, you may have seen me tweet saying the other day saying, like, could it be that the Golden Knights are just okay? Just okay. Are they just an okay team right. that we've just been hyping up for all this time? And then right. we just convinced ourselves, yeah, like, obviously they're going to be going to the Western Conference Final. Yeah. Obviously. No, I think this game on Wednesday is big for their psychology as well, just because – you start believing what you're doing. And mm-hmm. as as things keep happening, as these games keep getting away from them, that's going to eat away at these guys' confidence. I don't care if you're Alexander Ovechkin. If you go a bunch of games where you keep messing up and everything you, you do seems to be wrong and nothing's going your way as a team, 
it's it's easy to go into the woe is me narrative and all of a sudden, mm. boom, you're put into this mindset that you're not succeeding as a team and that this team isn't worth fighting for to, to get your team back on success. There's a lot of mental warfare that goes inside the player's mind. And then you have to deal with what's coach saying? What are the media saying? Mm. What are all these different things going? What do you think, Ben? Yeah, I just think they need a win right now and they probably need a win really badly in that locker room. This and is a must win. Do you agree? Well, I don't know if I'm quite there it's yet. Must. Yeah. But they just need to play well for, you know, the first time in a little bit, like actually take it to a team. They haven't really yeah. showed that they were a team that was kind of worthy, as you mentioned, Ryan, of all this respect we'd given them before the season since the Anaheim game. And that was a game where they were playing a team that was coming off a back to back in altitude. So you can't blame the Ducks necessarily mm-hmm. for barely showing up in that game because mm-hmm. that's a rough turnaround for them. Yeah. So the Golden Knights have not put on a performance that would let us say, oh, those are the Golden Knights we're used to seeing in a while now. They've done it in spurts. Like the Winnipeg game certainly comes to mind, but Mm -hmm. we all know how that one ended. I mean, it's a hockey cliche, but they have not put together a full 60 minutes in a really long time. And that's the kind of performance that this team needs right now so that it has something to point to to say, hey, that's what it should look like. That's not what it has been looking like, but this is what it can be if we put it all together. I can only think of a couple games where they really did play a full 60 minutes. Like, I think, so you could say the first couple games against San Jose. Well, I, yeah, but then again, you, you, stink, you, yeah, that's the other thing too, is like when you're getting teams, where you're getting teams. Yeah. And What's the good, like, have they beaten a truly good team so far? They beat, mm-hmm. they beat Pittsburgh three to nothing. That's probably their best game. Yeah. That's probably their only game in which they've actually dominated a game in which they weren't expected to win. Mm. Especially yeah. on the road too. So, and a lot of that had to do with Flurry just being yeah. god mode. That's in the that. thing. Like, you, you can't rely on your goalie to get you. You expect certain stops from your goalies, like some of those goals that Malcolm gave up. They should not go in. Hmm. But you cannot just say, "Well, goalies will bail us out. Mark will bail us out because he's a he's a freak and he's a Hall of Famer. He's one of the best that's ever yeah. played." You, you keep going to that well, that well is going to dry up sooner or later. And you don't want to ruin Marc-Andre Fleury for this year, and you certainly don't want to ruin him for the rest of his contract He's either. He's older. This is this is how these things start. Just look at Jonathan Quick. Look at how crazy his game is, has completely just bottomed out in a, in a matter of weeks in which he was playing great in the preseason. We saw him live here. It's crazy. All right. We are going to take our second intermission here. It is time for our super special dump and chase segment don't know what it is good i'll tell you afterwards that's ryan quigley that's ben goats i'm lindsey brown and this is the nightcap on cbs sports radio 1140 and streaming on the radio.com app time for a little dump and chase the nightcap on cbs sports radio 1140 And welcome, welcome back to the Nightcap. My name is Lindsey Brown, your host, always and forever. And we are just about to kick off our very special Dump and Chase segment that always occurs every Monday night on the 35th minute of this hour, because 35 is the greatest number that has ever existed, because it was my hockey number, in case anybody needs to know that. Uh, I am joined today by Ryan Quigley and Ben Goats. Hello, gentlemen. What's up? Hello. Hello, hello. And I would just like to remind everyone that you can find all of our great Golden Knight and hockey-related content on CBS Sports Radio 1140.com on the Radio.com app. On Apple Podcasts, you can listen to this exact show as well as all of our past shows and all of our shows that we will do in the future, hopefully. We'll, we'll see next. We'll see if we'll get renewed for another week. 
But we're going to do a little bit different for the Dump and Chase segment because usually it's just kind of where I throw random thoughts, streams of consciousness, things that I think of during the week. But because of the situation that has kind of percolated over the last 48 to 72 hours with Don Cherry, I feel like this needs a little bit more room to breathe. So we're going to be talking about Don here and a couple other aspects of what's going on. So without further ado, let's play that audio from Don Cherry this past Saturday. Uh, just an update in case you haven't heard. He has been fired. And uh, this is no judgment uh, on, the, on the thing. You just will listen and then we'll go. Downtown Toronto. Forget it, downtown Toronto. Nobody wears a poppy. And I'm not going to wait. He says, wait a minute. How about running it for the people that buy them? Now, you go to the small cities and, you know, you, you know those the rows on rows. You people love you, you that come here, whatever it is. You love our way of life. You love our milk and honey. At least you can pay a couple of bucks for poppies or something like that. These guys pay for your way of life that you enjoy in Canada. These guys pay the, uh, the biggest price. Anyhow, I'm going to run it again for you great people and good Canadians that bought a poppy. I'm still going to run it. Anyhow, love you for it. All right. That was Don Cherry this past Saturday following uh, Hockey Night in Canada, which pretty much is every night, but it happened to be on Saturday night. Uh, that's when his show airs. And he's pretty much a broadcasting legend up in Canada. Obviously, we, d- we're, we don't get those broadcasts because of the restrictions that they put on north of the border. They have TSN down here. We have ESPN. But Don, being in the position of power that he is, being an icon, being part of the hockey fabric of, of Canada, coming out with that statement, has pretty much lit the hockey community on fire over the last 48 hours. And he was let go earlier today, or at least stepped down because everybody in Canada literally apologized except for Don. It's a crazy situation. Now yeah. for, for context, what he's talking about is, you know, poppies, you can purchase them for remembrance day, which is akin to veterans day here. Mm-hmm. And of course you people is uh, not you so people. coded language. Of you course, people. for Immigrants in Canada that uh, he thinks are not supporting Remembrance Day. How he can tell that the people that are not wearing poppies are immigrants? That's a tricky situation that is not a good look for Mr. Don Cherry. And he's just like, it's 2019. Like, why is this still happening? Like, it's a very important issue. And I get it. Like, obviously, veterans in any country should be honored, thanked, remembered. It's obviously Veterans Day Absolutely. today. Mm-hmm. So thank you to any of you listening who served. We very much appreciate it. But Don, of course, took a very important issue and a very positive issue of like, hey, let's support our troops and just turned it into this weird side issue that had no business being talked about at all. And it was just ugly words that had no business being said on a hockey broadcast. And it's a rough end to, like I said, he's been a legend in canada for however long it is and this is just an ugly ugly way for him to potentially at least be fired from that job yeah absolutely ryan what were you gonna say sorry it's just a whole i mean to say that to say you people and all that it's just it's crazy unneeded it's unneeded and especially in a city like toronto it's so diverse just canada in general you're right exactly like the whole thing blows my mind and you know what like say what you will about about him i i obviously haven't seen any of his broadcasts because of like you said mm-hmm. the whole border thing yep um i feel like from what i have seen he probably shouldn't have been on for even this long you know what i right. mean right he's 85 I mean, he's right. an, he's an older guy and that not saying that age has anything this isn't an ageism is issue it's this just isn't. it's just he has become like this just angry old man and like right. bought a poppy 
<laughs> Mark, like, you're amazing. It's just like he's just this angry old dude. It's it's like the hurricanes thing from last year. He's like, oh, they're a bunch of jerks for right. doing the storm surge. The storm surge was great. But but that's the difference between between the two. One, you go after an organization that typically that being the Carolina Hurricanes last right. year that has been basically irrelevant in the league, and then all of a sudden they started winning, 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 and they started getting a lot of attention, a lot of excitement around mm-hmm. that franchise, not just in that town in Raleigh, but around the league. And they have the storm surge. If you don't know what that is, go YouTube it. It's a really it's cool awesome. celebration they do after the game. And this is where you run into these issues and why the NHL is kind of special because it's one of those sports where there's the people that want to have fun and keeping it hip and keeping it a game for everyone, trying to attract as many eyeballs and as many different types of people as possible, making it modern. And you have the old school hockey mentality. Ben, you and I are very familiar with how Minnesota hockey is viewed and how we view the game and the purity of the game. And that's that's where I feel why Cherry was able to kind of stay in his position as long as he did because he is such an icon, because it's hockey night in Canada, because personalities matter. Like, we're in the radio business and, and, and other businesses. Like, we want to, to relate and to, to connect with people and to just have – that statement come out, like you said, Ben, a very positive day. It's supposed to be a day of remembrance right. and, and thankfulness for all the, all that the troops do for all of us. And it just completely took the story away from where it was meant to be, where it should be, and changed it completely into this narrative. And then the narrative isn't even addressed by the person that even started it. And I don't think there's any sort of inkling to say that he is going to apologize because he still hasn't. Right, right. His co his co-host did, who nodded along, Don McLean, he nodded along and came out the next morning and apologized on the air. Mm-hmm. Hockey Canada did a statement. Just the NHL statement. And as these statements came out, it became more and more and more vague. There was no mention of Don. There was no mention of sports. And all these different. And that's the problem. It's like this news cycle, these stories. We lose what's really important about what the story is. And I get it. It's a very inflammatory thing to say. And it's a very wrong thing to say. And he should be let go. And I'm glad that he is. Yes. But we shouldn't be talking about whether or not he should have been fired. We should be talking about why he hasn't apologized. I know. It's it's utterly crazy that he has it. And like everyone else has like you said, everyone right. else has. And it's just like, dude, what are, what are you doing? Come on. Right. And uh, be he, the veterans. About the veterans. Okay. Oh my god, Mark. <laughs> Go ahead, Ben. Sorry. Just incredible. He just has so much power that I think even all these powerful institutions are almost like afraid of crossing him still, which is crazy. But if you're the NHL, like of course you have to make a stand here. Otherwise your hockey is for everyone slogans oh, yep. mean nothing. Like they've I think are at least trying some new things, whether or not they're successful, you know, mm-hmm. we're wishy-washy on, th- wishy-washy on that, but they're trying things. The NHL teams are having pride nights. They obviously did a lot for black history month. Ryan Reeves was part in a video for that. Yeah. If you want to take all these initiatives and try to, as you said, Lindsay, grow the game to demographics that maybe you're not currently reaching. This is the kind of stuff that might need to happen. You can't have, you know, guys on national broadcasts, like explicitly, you know, basically drawing battle lines almost, saying you people. Right. It's it's just not okay anymore. And, and for some people, and we've seen this on Twitter, and Twitter is the worst and the best thing that's ever happened to the mm. internet. It's But it's usually pretty bad. And there's a lot of people defending Don. And to an extent, I understand why people are defending him because it is kind of a shake to the system being like, oh my God, like this happened to one of the one of our people, like one of the people that we grew up watching or continued to watch. But at the end of the day, 
who, what demographic plays hockey overwhelmingly has and has been historically? White people. It has. And that's what they're trying to do. They're trying to diversify. And the message is not for the adults. The message is for the kids because right. the kids are watching that broadcast and there might be a kid out there that is really likes hockey, but in their town they're getting crap because they're, they, they move from a different country or maybe they don't make as much money or that maybe they don't have the, the, the nice gear that everyone else has. And their parents tell them, hey, it's okay, like it's okay, but people are mean, kids are mean, whatever. But then you see someone like that who gets so much said about him, so many accolades, so many honors – and somebody that was chosen to continue to be on that broadcast, and you hear it from them, too? What What are we doing here? Why is this a question? I have so much respect for players like Nazem Kadri yeah. or, or Wayne Simmons. P.K. Subban is probably Subban. the most marketable star in the NHL. Yeah, and they, still they don't even mark. Well, no, yeah. now they're starting to a little more, but, like, it's just, it's crazy. It right. really is crazy. And just, like, man, just the amount of garbage that, Players like that, minority players in the yeah. NHL have had to deal with. Yeah. I can't even imagine. Yeah. And just like it's not a good look. And yeah. it's and it's something that they continue to work on because there are still stories of kids hearing things from us on the oh, ice yeah. saying things. And that's not ju- that's not just across racial lines, across gender lines, across all of these different things. At the end of the day, it should be a, it's a sport. It should be fun. So it should be safe for kids and it should be as inclusive for every single person that wants to be involved in the game as possible. And if your people aren't giving that message out and aren't reinforcing that message each and every day they're on that broadcast or each and every day they walk into the rink, they shouldn't be involved in the hockey community. That's just mm. straight up. Like I'm, I, I was, I'm, I'm sad that Don Cherry has taken the, took that opportunity to say that. And not only has he ruined his career, but his legacy and everything yeah, that he's yeah. touched because he's not an, not everybody's all bad or all good. Like he's, in his course of his life, he's 85 years old. I'm sure he's helped people too. But that's the thing. It tarnishes these things. It makes people question about your integrity. It makes you question about your true intentions of the game. And it's just when you start questioning the people who are in front of the TV representing the game, that's going to cause problems for your future. Yeah. Don't you think? Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, it's it's just crazy. I can't believe it got to that. I, I can't either. Well... We were going to get to Hillary Knight, but I don't think we are going to have time. So we're going to take our final intermission here. As I said, this is the Nightcap. My name is Lindsey Brown, your host, always and forever. I'm joined by Ryan Quigley and Ben Goats. We have one more little tidbit before we send you off into the darkness. Uh, You're listening to the Nightcap, CBS Sports Radio 1140, and streaming on the Radio.com app. CBS Sports Radio. The Nightcap. That's a uh, night with a K, as in Golden Knights. Duh. On CBS Sports Radio 1140. Welcome back to our final minute sermon, final segment. Mark hates the word segment for some reason. I don't know why, but you're listening to The Nightcap. My name is Lindsey Brown, your host always and forever. And as Shakira said, you can find all of our Nightcap episodes that have already happened in the future, hopefully, and just anything Golden Knights NHL related on CBS Sports Radio 1140.com on the radio.com app or on Apple Podcasts. You can find all of that good stuff. Tonight, I am joined by Ryan Quigley and Ben Goats. Hello, gentlemen. Yo. Hello. 
Hello. Uh, we just wrapped up uh, our little discussion about the Don Cherry news. And uh, now we're going to just kind of look ahead at the week of what the Knights have on the docket and give our thoughts and, you know, send every uh, everybody out into their happy Monday night football evenings and uh, hopefully some tape watching for Poppy. sure. So we, <laughs> Poppy. Oh, my God. <laughs> All right. So our next game that the Golden Knights have are against the Blackhawks this coming Wednesday Shy at T-Mobile at Sh- Arena. Stop Shy talking City. over me. Chai City. Chai City. Chai. Is it Chai? Chai. Uh, Chai. Chicago. Chai. Like the town? Tea. Chicago is in town. You're from Virginia. We'll, we'll yeah, forgive you. I, we'll yeah, forgive I have you. no personality or They will follow or that game with a game at the Los Angeles Kings on Saturday and then uh, back-to-back against the Flames on Sunday. What does a successful week look like for the Golden Knights, in your opinion? Ben, let's start with you. I mean, all three of those games are very winnable games. Let's start there. I mean, like I said, we talked about the Blackhawks. That is 100% to me a you-need-to-get-right-here game. Like I said, I'm not 100% focused on the result. Just play well. Right. You know, if you play well, then you can build off of that. In L.A., they've been very successful in Los Angeles. Maybe this is a small sample size because I've seen, I think, their two last games in L.A. or two of their last games in L.A. Yeah. They always seem to play well there. They played well there earlier this year, and I was there, so I'm looking forward to being at that one. And then against the Flames, the Flames are doing okay it looks like they're starting to find their footing a little bit but once again you're at home you should take it to the flames just like you took it to them the last time they're at t-mobile arena earlier this season you know i don't know if you should predict three wins for the knights but i certainly think they'll be favored in all three of these games and for good reason so this is a week for them to build up points after a disappointing last week Mm -hmm. ryan yeah i think they gotta win at least two you know that's like at least two that's my goal like if i'm going in i'm like well, obviously, my goal is to win all of them, of course. Right. But like, it it will be unacceptable if they don't win at least two of these games to me. So, yeah, I mean, especially when you're facing L.A. I mean, you, L.A. and Chicago should be easy wins. They're both dumpster fires they right sh- now. I mean, so awful. are the Knights, but they like, come suck. on, like they must. To me, they must. They got to win those two games, yeah. and then you got Calgary, who like like Ben was saying, they're. They still have Johnny Goudreau. They still right. have Kachuk. They won the division last They're year. They're very good. But that's a yeah. good, that is a good watermark game to kind of get your footing back with the Blackhawks and with the Kings, hopefully getting some good points out of that. Hopefully they are two wins in regulation. Mm-hmm. And then that basically serves you as a, as a little bit of a kiddie pool version of the deep dive that will be the Calgary Flames that are definitely going to be challenging for at least a playoff spot, if not the entire division. Right, right. And, uh, yeah, I mean, they just got to get back on track, guys. I 100% agree with you. I thank you both for joining us tonight. You can find all of our great stuff, as I said, to start out the segment on CBS Sports Radio 1140.com. Make sure you can follow Ben and Ryan on Twitter. That will be posted on my Twitter account at LindsayBrown35. So make sure you find all that great stuff. Thank you to Mark. Thank you to everyone. Cheers to you. Cheers to me. Cheers to us. And all will be. This is the Nightcap. My name is Lindsay Brown, CBS Sports Radio 1140, and streaming on the radio.com app. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. 
Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.